Welcome back to the From the Stands podcast. I'm joined in by Jacob, um, as always, and Clint's back. Good to see you, buddy. Glad to have you back with us. What's up, man? <clears throat> I'm glad to be back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I missed y'all last last episode more than I probably should. Uh, but I appreciate you guys kind of filling me on the scores and stuff as I was traveling and um, a little tired now waking up early, but it's all right, man. I feel like I'm always complaining about being tired, so I'm going to knock that off and we can just talk about some some football. Saying that we were your your new source while you're away? That's, that's yeah. flattering. That's flattering. Yeah, man. Dude, especially because, uh, like I told you, one of the flights, we had no Wi-Fi whatsoever. So once I landed and the, the chat was like 50 messages deep, I was like, oh, okay, something happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was nice to catch up on that. Yeah, so I appreciate you, boys. Well, I mean, I would have felt some type of way if you went to somebody else to find out the, all what happened that day. So. Oh, of course, yeah. I'm loyal, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we, we're, we're two weeks down, um, and we're here to preview week three. And we definitely got some good games coming up, um, especially if you're a Gamecocks fan. Probably biggest game of the year, if not toughest opponent. And then we got some other good games uh, to go around as well. Um, I know, Clint, you were out for the last one we touched on. Uh, Mel Tucker at Michigan State. I don't think there's been any updated news um, since then as far as, as far as I know, he's still just under suspension. Um, have you heard anything else um, regarding that situation or just kind of same old from what we heard earlier in the week? No, yeah. I, I knew nothing else. Um, actually, I just the, the way I found out about it, well, we were texting about it and then I listened to y'all's episode, the, the one I went on, and yeah, that's all I know so far. But yeah, it's, it's Weird times with coaches getting fired left and right for something other than football, it sounds like. So right. uh uh that's right. Yeah, I guess so yeah. he's he's suspended though. It wasn't uh he's not fired yet or right. He's suspended without pay until they I guess can come to some conclusion on the investigation, maybe or Okay. But that that could be all season. So Well, yeah. so that was yeah. the thing. There was like I mean, multiple different news sources that said he was fired. And then they yeah. all had to go back and retract. So like, wasn't and maybe it, it came initially from one person, but I saw multiple websites and outlets and Instagram pages that said he was fired. And then they all had to go back and retract. But yeah, who knows how long? I mean, these things mm. take a while. So yeah. Well, before we get started, um, in, in, in this week's games, um, let's kind of recap last week and see who who did what against the spread, and we'll go through our picks. We had a couple couple good weeks. Um. Clint came out with the, uh, over 500 this time. Unfortunately, you're still one game behind your son, even though he came back down to earth a little bit. So. Seven-year-old son, make sure you say that. Yeah, yeah, oh, you're yeah. Right, you're right. <clears throat> I mean, we, we can leave the details out, but um, <laughs> yeah, nine and seven. I'm I'm happy to be over 500 after a a, a rough start. Um, Gavin, yeah, he had a he had a less than desirable week. Fortunately for me, but I still haven't caught up to him. So, um, but hey, we talked about it. So it's the longest season. I'll catch up. The, the only, I'm not too mad about that Alabama Texas game, uh, just because I, I could have seen that going either way. Uh, I didn't see Texas actually, you know, performing the way they did and winning the way they did. Uh, but yeah, again, I could have seen that going either way. The only one that really bothered me was the Texas A&M Miami game because the, the preview for, that one, I, obviously, I, I'm gonna have to eat crow on that because I was pretty big on A and M, and I was like, dude, like ten points, I, I don't care. And that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. wrong. Uh, I, was I was way right off on that. 
Yeah, yeah I, that's I'm gonna have to start fading Texas A&M again, man. I, I don't know what the deal is over there, but uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take nine and seven. It's a marathon, not a race, so I'm, I'm good. There you go. Yeah, we'll I will go ahead and just run down the so. Um, last week, did Gavin. I say, did I say, sorry, I'm tired. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I said marathon, not a race. I'm, well, bear with me, boys. I apologize. I, I understand. It's it's both. <laughs> yeah. It's both. So let's run down the totals real quick, since I kind of skipped over that. So Gavin went six and ten, so down from his twelve and seven start. Clint went nine and seven to get him over five hundred. I ended up going eleven and five, which gave me a huge bump after week one. And then Jacob went seven and nine. So. Uh, Jacob and Gavin both have 18 and 17 records after two weeks. Clint's 17 and 18, so one game away from 500. And last week gave me a, a big boost to go to 20 and 15. So see if I can't hold that lead, but I don't, I don't see it happening as we... Well, I say that. I don't know. What do you guys think is tougher? I mean, the 40-point spreads are tough because it's like toss-up. But then now we're starting to get into these like 3 to 10-point spreads, which also a toss-up. Dude, I those are... I mean, they're all pretty tough. Any spread's tough. Vegas is smart, but like... Some of these, like last week, I think the freaking uh, Georgia game, we lost by half a point. That's spread. Right. And then I think it was the Utah game or something, we lost by half a point as well. Like some of these spreads are like right on the money. It's kind of hard to, to pick a spread as it is. But when, when games are going like that, man, yeah, it's it's difficult. I'll tell you that. Especially Dude, after those, my week. Those big number ones kill me, man. The 30-something point spreads are like, Dude, I don't know, man. And like yeah, my yeah. actual money, I never bet those because you never know how it goes. But like, I, we'll get into into uh, into it in a second. But the, the Miami number, I think you sent Jacob is ridiculous. If that's accurate, I was like, holy crap! Uh, yeah, I'm so, surprised yeah. there was a spread for that one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a spread that high. I feel like they normally stay away from that. I will say though, Clint, I'm slowly like gonna probably lean towards you and stop doing parlays because as good as my spreads have looked, my parlays, I am. <laughs> Over for the entire season, I Dude. just have not hit a parlay. Even <laughs> like I had a little, they are, yeah. That's why they fourteen offer. parlay. I was like, all right, let me get the easy one. Mm. No, Wisconsin, screw me. Like that's, Ooh. yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. So maybe I'm just gonna. <laughs> I should just. Yeah, God, I'm just gonna start betting individual games. I guess, but. Dude, that, that hat that. is fire, by the way. I, I just noticed. I don't know how. Dude, I got the little so, old school logo on the side, man. Oh, my God. Dude, that was good. 40, 47 I'm brand. So, so drawn into your eyes that I, I didn't even notice. Dude, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> <Clip. Yeah. laughs> Bring uh, whiskey around. Did I FaceTime your wife or what? <laughs> yeah. So she can witness this. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So speaking of, yeah, pretty crazy spreads. Um, we'll start off with Thursday night's game. Number 22 ranked Miami taking on Bethune Cookman. That's a 53 and a half point spread. Um, Bethune Cookman's a FCS. They're, they're down there in Florida near Miami. Um, HBCU, I believe that that's an insane spread. The over unders at 65. Clint, are you going to touch that spread or? Dude, uh, I, how, you, how, you leave, how do you man? even do that? I, I don't even <laughs> 53 and a half. I'm, I'm just going to. Say, this is so weird to say, but Bethune Cookman, give me the points. Uh, <laughs> if you're gonna give me 53 to have, I, I just, yeah, I'll meet Miami on that one. So, yeah, give me Bethune Cookman. Yeah, like 53. I'm with y'all. Like, this, this really shouldn't have been a spread, but like, I guess it's one of two games on Thursday, but I don't know. I, I, that's so much, so many points. I don't know. The first thing about Bethune Cookman, so I, if I was really betting this, I'd stay the hell away from it, but. I mean, Miami did look impressive over AM last week. So, I mean, this could be one of those 60 some 
to three blowout. So let's balls to the wall, man. Let's take Miami. I like it, man. I'm I'm kind of just under the impression that hopefully they go by forty and start playing some like true freshmen or something, and mm. we'll, we'll keep it around there. So I'm gonna take Bethune Cookman and the points as well. Come on, boys, don't leave and, me out here. Uh, look, it's not a game I'm gonna watch, but I'm at least gonna keep up with the uh, with the final score, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, you're all you're all uh, by yourself there on Miami Island. Like you couldn't take like ESPN couldn't take this. It has to go to ACC Network. Like there's nothing else on Thursday night. Like come on. I mean, I guess there is the Thursday night football game for like NFL, but come on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't Thursday night games don't normally end up too well for me anyway. So I might yeah. just stay away from football altogether. We'll see. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, honestly, I would. I mean, there, there's a few good games, some some conference matchups. Um, but a big one for us, Clint, Georgia taking on South Carolina. It's in Athens, but like one of if it's not a night game, man. A three thirty CBS kickoff is just like a, I don't know. That's like you know you got the that's like the SEC prime time if you will. Um, mm-hmm. They're on CBS. Georgia opens up as twenty seven and a half point favorites. How you feel about that, man? I know we've kind of talked about it in the group chat, but like I have a and and maybe it's just me just being absolutely too optimistic and things, but like I have a like eerie good feeling about this game. Which also kind of scares me. <laughs> like I don't, really? I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just because Georgia's played two not great opponents and haven't been tested yet, and obviously they're dominant. But like, are they as scary as last year and the year bef- and the year before? I don't know. But what do you think, man? You, you gonna take us in the points, or you think the back-to-back champs are just gonna roll? I mean, I I get that that eerie feeling, that eerie good feeling every time before <laughs> as well. Yeah. I, I'm usually burned severely every time, but I, uh, no, I, if this was last year's Georgia, I'd be hammering Georgia and right. points. But uh, obviously for through the first two games we've, we've seen Spencer Rattler has kind of found himself and uh, is performing the way we, we hoped he would. Uh, I, We've talked about it at length. The only issue being, can we keep him healthy? Can we keep him from getting smashed 10 times a game? Um, and this is Georgia we're playing. So it's, this is going to be a tall order. Um, now, it is possible that the O-line has kind of started gelling together. And if that's the case, then I absolutely think that South Carolina can can cover the spread here. Um, it. I, I saw this on something. SC has given up 23 tackles for loss so far this year, which is second most in the nation. It, it, it's that's going to be tough to be any team, let alone Georgia. So if we can remedy some of that, um, and I, I know y'all again, I didn't get to see much of the game because I was traveling when they were playing Furman, but towards the end, it sounded like we got some of our younger guys in. There were some sparks. There was um, some big plays. Um, if we can capitalize on stuff like that, uh, Georgia's, uh, in my opinion, isn't quite as good as they were last year. So um, they don't seem quite as scary. And I believe we'll, we'll be the toughest team that they've played so far, at least I hope, um, this year. So, uh, yeah, let I'll, I'm, I'm going to err on optimism and say that our O-line will hold up just enough for – us to at least cover the spread and, and obviously i want the outright outright win but uh yeah give me south carolina the points yeah dude this is one of those weird like so and, and i don't have any stats to back this up but i was talking to one of my friends who's a georgia fan and he was kind of i say frustrated relatively speaking with the last two games they played 
where like apparently their defensive line hasn't got a lot of pressure on the quarterback and hasn't that's really get into. got to the quarterback. So that's obviously good to hear because obviously their D line has been one of the some of the best you know that that we've ever seen. Um, and now they're all in the NFL playing on Sundays. So this is just one of those things, man. Where and it's funny, and I think this is maybe enough. It, it sounds kind of funny, but. Uh, the Spurs Up show, they he had like a breakdown of like positions, who's better, and he had us having the better quarterback and then having the better kicker and punter. <laughs> Other than that, like, which is probably true as a group, right? This team has a crazy good roster, but yeah. with that being said, they got some transfer receivers and stuff. But I'd still take Xavier Leggett and a healthy Juice Wells over just about anybody in the country, especially the way they're playing this week. So that's why I have like an eerie good feeling. Who knows? I mean. This uh, it's gonna be hot, so it's gonna be interesting. I will say I was talking to Jacob right before you hopped on. Been watching uh highlights 2014 when we beat Georgia. Mm. That was in Columbia, Dylan Thompson. We won 38-35, and then the other one I was watching was uh 2019 when we mm-hmm. it was Jake from dude. They had Sony Michelle that was in Athens, and uh Israel McQuamu had three interceptions. Yeah. They missed a game winning field goal. We missed a game winning field goal. Goes to overtime like create like i think i don't think like the it's gonna be a high score 38 35 but i think one of those type scrappy physical games is how we maybe win this game who who is their kicker uh, for that 2019 is that that lights out guy i forget his name Bl- blankenship rodrigo blankenship, blankenship. that's right the, i knew yeah and <laughs> hey, we got goggles now though damn man i was supposed to wear goggles today damn it man, I was supposed to go get some. you, you think he's gonna get playing time uh I think I think they're gonna have a package for old sellers this weekend, dude. I'm so I'm glad y'all seen it because I didn't know if I was on the island there, like just uh, not you know misreading you know the tea leaves on him. But when I saw him in the spring game, get it? It's spring game, but I was like, okay, that guy looks stupid, kind of like Debo Samuel's when he was on the team. He just looked different, and uh, so I'm glad that y'all kind of saw the the end of the last week's game and kind of agree that that dude's a, a guy. He's dog. Yeah, I've seen him for a year before that because he went to my high school and that we won the state championship for the first time oh, that's in right. school yeah. history. So like I've seen him for a year or two more than y'all have and he is for real. He was doing that in high school and he's just the same size. I mean, he's not bigger and stronger and faster and he's got a hell of an arm as you saw against Furman. Now that's Furman, but I'd like to see him get some packages like JC, I was telling you, like this dude, y'all have been the team that's had like a wildcat with DK and stuff like that. Like get this man in the game. He'd love to get in there against Georgia. And like against Georgia, this defensive line, I remember hearing in Georgia, Georgia's camp, Kirby Smart was saying like one of his like fears for this team, I guess if you had one, because this is back to back national championship team, is the defensive line hasn't been getting pressure to the quarterback. Now, if there's a team for them to do that against after that week one game where y'all gave up nine sacks, whatever it was, like this is the team to do it. But if y'all remedied any of that, this game could be closer than people think so clint i know you took south carolina so jc what's yours yeah and i'll just touch on sellers real quick that's not an easy throw to make with no one else on the field <laughs> i mean that's yeah like that's a very 40 true. 50 yard bomb on the money and you know and, and you're running right to the back of the end zone um so yeah you definitely called that early dude I'm, I'm i'm gonna take the points man you know obviously as a carolina fan i'm always confident that, like I'm confident maybe not but i'm always like we're gonna go win this game so like if you were to like put gun to my head and say are we going to win? Like, yeah, maybe not. This team definitely has the better roster. 
but no reason why we shouldn't cover this 27 and a half. Last year is not the same Georgia team. They made us look like a high school team that was over the end of the first quarter, pretty much. The key is, yeah, we, look, we don't have to have the best offensive line in the country. We have to ha- just give Spencer enough time. He's playing lights out. He's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He, obviously not getting talked about because we're not winning, so we're not really helping him out. But if we just give him a little bit of time, we have the playmakers to do it. The key is on defense is just bend, don't break, and please, God, put somebody on Brock Bowers and don't just let him go down the field every time because that dude is very tough to tackle. So if we can slow him down um, and kind of limit the explosive plays and just stay in the game, I don't see how... I mean, we got the guys that do it, man. Like, like I said, we've we we've beat Georgia teams, probably better Georgia teams with worse Carolina teams like before in the past. Um, so it, to me, it wouldn't be like... I mean, yeah, it would be a bit a huge win, obviously, but it wouldn't be like the most shocking thing of all time. This isn't 2010 when we beat Alabama when they had that roster they had. I mean, no, we had guys too, but like this wouldn't be like a complete shock to me. But yeah, so but you know I, that was a long answer for me, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking the points for sure. No, you're good. I was you actually brought up my point is I was thinking about this earlier. Defensively, y'all put seven, eight in the box to stop the run, make them throw the ball, and when they do, double Brock Bowers. I don't know who else is on this team. I couldn't name another Georgia wide receiver right now at the moment. Like, there probably are some guys on there. Obviously, there's four and five stars guys, but like, force force them to find some some other way to beat you. Other than that, and game plan offensively, I, I'll even say this: if y'all run run for 100 yards, you're definitely covering the 27 and a half. If y'all run for 150 yards, you're winning the game. I'm gonna say Ooh. that. I I think we're gonna. I- I think if we went run for eighty, we might win the game. Honestly, because well, that's going to be that's, way more than we've had anyway. Well, I know. Mm-hmm. You're, you're averaging fifty three yards right now. From not the ideal. first two games. Um, not good at all. Like that's the way to when you have an offensive line that cannot pass pass block. Like run the ball. Don't have to pass. So if y'all can focus on establishing the run, keep that Georgia offense off the field. Really try to expose this defensive line and run the ball on them. Like I said, hundred yards. You're definitely keeping it within 27 and a half points and 150 you're winning the game outright um georgia is not as good as they have been over the past two years but they're still a damn good team there's a reason why the number one hadn't done as much nothing this year and they're still number one they're a damn good team but y'all have given them hell over the past couple of years um personally i want to pick georgia because y'all left me on an island when i picked miami but i'm going to be smart and I I think y'all have enough playmakers to keep this within 27 and a half points. Georgia's going to be shocked. This is their first SEC opponent this year. They're going to be shocked a little bit, I think. But and, and it'll be a closer game. I think y'all cover the 27 and a half. First off, I think you swam to the island with Miami because, dude, that's a ridiculous spread. So, um, that yeah, don't don't blame us for the Miami one. Uh, but I, I agree with the. Uh, I, the sentiment about Georgia's D line not being as good as you know, maybe they have been before in past years. However, I, <clears throat> we we made UNC's D line look pretty good, and I don't think they were quite as good uh, this past week with with who they were playing. So uh, that's just me kind of protecting my own feelings and preparing for the worst. Right. Hopefully not, man. I, I, I like 150 rushing yards. I would kill for that. That'd be amazing. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. Which I'm fine with, dude. Like I said, we just need like we just need enough to where we can just create some play action, right? And and so that's the thing. If and that also helps if we're not down by a lot early, where we have to drop back. And that was so. 
North Carolina's defensive line obviously did the damn thing, and then we, uh, our offensive line obviously struggled big time as well. But it didn't help when. Be- I mean, obviously that's the reason we got down. But then at the end of the game, obviously, look, you got to drop back and pass. Like, what what else are you gonna do? So mm-hmm. they're gonna pin their ear- ears back and they're gonna rush the quarterback. So we'll see, man. Um, they they got they got good players, man. Uh, the the two wide receivers, I think Jacob was trying. to So Lad McConkey, the eighty four. Um, that little white kid, he took a mm-hmm. punt return back for a touchdown last week. And then Dominic Lovett, he's a transfer uh, that came in as well. So, yeah, they got two guys out there. But, yeah, let, make Carson Beck beat you. Like, I know he's a top recruit, but, like, I haven't seen right. anything, like, crazy from him mm. that, like, put it in his hand, make him beat us. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree, man. And hopefully on defense for Carolina, man, if we can get a little pressure. I mean, you never know what could happen. Maybe it turns into a 2019 where we, we get, a couple of picks or something, but yeah, man, hope for the best, preparing for the worst. It's the, the life of a Carolina fan. So, right. Yeah. We just got to be disruptive is the main thing. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's, uh, let's move on. We got Michigan and Bowling Green. That's a seven thirty kickoff. Uh, Michigan played UNLV last week. I ended up picking UNLV in the points. Um, I think it was like a 36 point spread. They still won by like 30 or something. So with, with that, I'm going to kind of lean the same way. Um, I think I'm going to take Bowling Green in the points. I think, I think Michigan's not going to cover the 40 and a half. Yeah, it's, I, Michigan, I'm pretty sure they're 0-2 so far this year against the spread. I mean, I get it, the, this um, ridiculous numbers, uh, but I took Michigan both times, and I'm going to let them burn me yet again. I'll, I'll take Bowling Green and the, the, lay the points. Uh, I probably will regret it, but... Um, Again, I keep saying this. Last year, they scored fifty something points several times. If they do that, just you know, this game, they'll they'll definitely, uh, I, you know, cover. I think so. Give me Michigan. Let them burn me again, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and this will be this will be the last game without Jim Harbaugh. So I'm sure they want to go out on a on a good note, and then they'll get him back. And you know, yeah. have you we'll seen see like the the spectacle with all the the free? Uh, Jim Harbaugh shirts and stuff like that. <laughs> I have, and I've seen some people being like, "Why?" Would, like, it's funny, but it's like they imposed that on him. They did like self-sanction. I mean, I know he yeah. was facing actual suspension, and then they appealed it. But like, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I'm cool. <laughs> like, I'm, it's a funny T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. But like, who knows? I mean, it's probably just these 19-year-old college kids that pay attention to nothing other than, right, you know, right. parties and whatever. So Free air coach. <laughs> yeah. I do so, want to know uh, where he's at on game days. Like, because he's got a headset what he, on. What, yeah, so but much. I feel like he doesn't just have a headset on. I think he's got a headset on and he's also like like playing bingo or something weird. Like doing just some weird Dude, stuff. Some he's a weird Mich- guy. Michigan bingo, but his headset. And it's a headset with a mic, by the way. Like he's, he's yeah. talking to somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't sure. think he's. I don't think he's gambling, though. I will say, based on what the Big Ten has done, with gambling. So, just <laughs> take the normal bingo, right? Which I don't think counts. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's move on. Uh, the now number three Florida State Seminoles taking on Boston College. That's at Boston College, noon kickoff Saturday. Florida State's twenty-six and a half point favorites. The over/under sitting at forty-seven and a half. Um, where are you leaning there, man? Uh, so Boston College is not great. They, no, nope. I'm pretty sure they they were in it with Holy Cross last week. Like they, yes, I'm glad you said that. I was watching the game and I'm like, yeah, oh, they're gonna lose for sure. Yeah, uh, they they pulled it out late or whatever. Um, 
good for them, but that's that's Holy Cross. That's not it's not a good look. So I was surprised, especially the way Florida State's been playing, that the the line is this low. But uh, I give it it's twenty six, but still that, that's slow to me. So I'll give me Florida State, and uh, is it twenty six? Is that what it is? Twenty six and a half, that, right? And a half? I don't care, dude. It could be thirty. Last time I said <laughs> that, though, Texas A and M just actually crushed me. So, but yeah, twenty six right. and a half. I'll lay the points. Give me Florida State. No, like I said, I'm glad you said that because I definitely had that game one at one point. It was on like the grid that I was watching the four games that it gave me, and yeah, not ideal. So. With you reminding me it was Holy Cross, I'm gonna take Florida State on the, <laughs> and, the, and the points. It's a conference. It's a lot for a conference game, but from what I saw last week, man, I tell you what. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's yeah. Let's take Florida State, man. All right, uh, Texas and Wyoming. That's gonna be a home game for Texas. <clears throat> um, twenty eight and a half point favorites. Texas is over unders at forty nine and a half. Was it Wyoming that? Lost two big games, or they they're coming off two. I can't remember. They I think Wyoming's. Two. I think Wyoming's two and zero. I might be wrong. Hold on, let me look. I, I couldn't remember if they were two and like because they upset that? Texas Tech. I think uh, week one. Correct. Uh, let me look. Yeah, they're two and zero. You're right. Yeah. Um, and that was. I mean, think about that win over Texas Tech. Texas Tech runs with Oklahoma or with Oregon, almost mm-hmm. pulls that one out. And, you know, a pick, a walk off pick six, just about. Right. Um. So yeah, definitely a a, a decent team over there. So well, yeah, how do you uh, how do you liking that one? Twenty nine and a half. I'm sorry, twenty eight and a half. Yeah, that that number kind of scares me because <clears throat> even you know Texas scores four touchdowns more than Wyoming that you still haven't covered yet. So that's kind of yeah. And Wyoming looks like they could score. Um. But I'm a I'm a pull from Coach Prime and. I'm, I'm gonna ask myself, do I believe in Texas now? Uh, and I'm gonna say, yeah, man. I, I kind of got to rewatch some of the highlights from the Alabama game again. I was traveling, so I missed it live. But dude, <clears throat> some of some of those throws that you were just was making, I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. And if he's doing that against an Alabama defense, he's for sure gonna do it against Wyoming. And uh, <clears throat> hopefully, Texas defensively. Which I believe they will will keep Wyoming at bay, not let them score too many. So I'll go ahead and take Texas and lay the twenty eight and a half. I know it's a big number. Um, is it? It's at Texas, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're they're still going to be pretty hot. It could be one of those like hangover games where you know you're coming off that high of beating you know Alabama, you know one of the top teams in the nation for the past decade, a decade and a half or whatever. Um, so I can see them just coming out slow and sluggish, but uh, I, I'll still err on the side of they're a really good team this year. I, I do think that they're they're for real and that they want to go to the playoffs. So every week, I think they're going to be wanting to put up huge numbers. Uh, it's, again, Heisman, that's going to be a talk too. Is Ewers going to be in that talk? That I think they're they're going to want to have him throwing the ball a bunch and having a big games to um, kind of boost those numbers too. So yeah, give me Texas. I'll, I'll lay the points. Yeah. So I kind of look at it like, so they played rice the first week who obviously had JT Daniels, a good quarterback. Then it went about mm-hmm. 27 that game. Wyoming's a much better team than rice is. I don't think if Texas losing or winning by less than 28 is a knock on them at all. They're still a great team. No, I've been trying to say for the longest time. Quinn Ewers is the guy. Look, I'm an Arch Manning fan. I- I'm all about that, but like, He's got four games he can play in, and they can still redshirt him, right? So I know Sarkeesian's trying to 
give and take, but like Quinn Ewers was one of literally top rated like quarterbacks of all time, like recruit wise, and he's more than proved it, especially with the Alabama game. So I think that the backup to him is going to get some playing time. I, I I like Wyoming to cover. I think there's just going to be a much more competitive game. Not competitive like Texas is almost going to lose the game. I just think 28's a lot, and look, they're going to get a win. I don't think them dropping 50 on them is going to change anything per se. I don't even know if they're like a 50. I mean, they can easily score 50, but like at the same time, um, just going back to, like, to week one and stuff, 27 points. This is a better team than that Rice team is. So give me Wyoming in a 28 and a half. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Again, I, I agree with you. And I almost kind of want to flip my pick, but uh, I'm, I'll stick to mine. I'll, I'll take Texas. I'll, I'll let them hurt me. But but that's like, I'm with you too, because at, <laughs> at the same time, you're right. Like, And they're not going to say it, but like, yeah, if you want to get the Heisman talk, like you also need the stat. Now, I say stat, like Caleb Williams has probably the best stats probably, but Caleb Williams doesn't have any moments yet. And Quinn Ewers already got some throws. Mm. I mean, yep. some of those, he's just dropping in a bucket. So. Um. Yeah. And, and it, he'll he'll put up big numbers anyway. But right. Yeah. And they have the the big win. So that's that's right. maybe one of the biggest wins, if not the biggest win in the nation right now. So oh, yeah, I, I, I see it going either way. Um. Again, they, maybe they come out a little sluggish, a little hungover. What time is the game? Do you know by chance? It's an eight o'clock kickoff, actually. Oh. Yeah. Maybe surprised nothing. me. I feel like those are always kind of like these noon games for the Big Ten or the right. Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a weird kickoff. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, give me Texas. Word. All right, moving on. Ohio State, Western Kentucky. That's a home game for Ohio State. That's a four o'clock kickoff on Fox. Twenty nine and a half point favorites for the Buckeyes. I'm leaning to take them as well. I think they're finally starting to kind of start rolling a little bit. Um, Devin McCord is finding uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. as he should, who's putting up big numbers. So I think they just keep on rolling <laughs> with that. Um, I don't think Western Kentucky is going to pose much of a, a threat at all. So give me Ohio State and uh, give me the points. Yeah, my spies are here. I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to go Western Kentucky. Uh, obviously, I believe Ohio State is going to win outright, but um, <clears throat> I, I think uh, I think they're still kind of just trying to figure out that offense. I know that they're, they're, they're kind of getting together, but it's not quite what they had under obviously under CJ Stroud. Um, I, I I never like taking a team like West Kentucky against a a team like this Ohio State. You know, you know, top whether well, they're, they're six right now. Yeah, really good team still defensively. Ohio State's very good. Right. Um, I don't know if that gets talked about enough. So uh, they may be able to just impose their will all game long against West Kentucky. But uh, West Kentucky is averaging four hundred and forty nine yards a game. So they they have a little offense themselves. And I think if they score maybe a couple times, I don't I don't see. At least uh, from what I've seen so far, I don't see Ohio State scoring, you know, at lightning speed, you know, 60 right. some points. So uh, I'll, I'll take West Kentucky again. Not not super confident in it, but uh, yeah, I'll take that lay the 28. No, no, no. Well, take the 28. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I'm glad you gave that stat because Western Kentucky is known for like area. Was it? Was it Bailey Zapp? I think that went there. That's in the NFL now. He set a bunch Oof, of. You were uh, testing my memory. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it. I think it was Bailey Zapp that set a career, like bunch of records. I mean, they just had an air raid offense throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like five thousand yards. It's just crazy stats. So they definitely have an offense. But is it, it is it what it was a few years ago? Maybe, maybe not. But four hundred something yards. That's a lot. That's a lot of yards. I don't care what league you're in, man. A, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a ton. So. <laughs> Well, let's uh let's keep with the Big Ten, man. Um, a noon kickoff. This is a pretty pretty good noon game. I say, 
Um, people that said Illinois, uh, that you know they didn't drop off that much. They lost their D coordinator, one of the best defenses in the country last year. That is false. Like they have fallen off. Yes, like, the defense is not what it was. The team is not what it was. And with that, Penn State is uh, kind of like the West Virginia. It was a twenty point spread. I was confident on that twenty point spread. This is a fourteen and a half point spread. It's at Illinois. It's a noon kickoff. Maybe a slow start, but I still think Penn State with the run game is going to just dominate the line of scrimmage. Drew Aller's only getting more comfortable. He's got some legs. He's using those a lot. So take, give me Penn State. I think they're going to cover the 14.5 versus Illinois. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 100% everything you just said. Illinois defensively are nothing like they were last year. It looks like when that, that DC left, he took the defense with him. Um, so it, I, I don't see Illinois hanging around defensively. Uh, Penn State's averaging over 500 yards a game so far this year. So it's it's going to be one of the situations, I think, where it'll be a 14 and a half. Uh, to me, that feels like that's an easy cover for Penn State. Um, yeah, let, let's let's see them and watch them keep this ball rolling. Um, all this talk about Michigan, Ohio State. I know, I know Penn State's talked about some, but um, they, they, have a, they have something to say, too, about wanting to – win a big Big Ten championship and go to the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, uh, Penn State lay the points. I think they win big. Right. So, again, this this team's probably the most talked about Big Ten team, but for all the wrong reasons. And probably, you know, overshadowed, overshadowing, at least right now, Northwestern's crazy summer allegations they had going on there. So, Michigan State's hosting Washington. I hammered mm. Washington last week. I think they were playing Tulsa, I believe. They were like 34-something <laughs> point favors. I hammered Washington. They didn't cover. It's the 16 and a half point spread Washington's way. It's at Michigan State. Mel Tucker's not there. I don't know what the culture feels like because I don't know if this is like a... Obviously, it's involving your head coach, but I don't know if these allegations are stemming from... I would imagine so because that's where they're at all the time. People that are that are working in the facility um, of Michigan State or this is like an outside type situation. I'm not sure. Does that change anything? Maybe, maybe not if there's turmoil within the building. But obviously, regardless of that, there's going to be some based on the head coach and what he's facing. So I think because of that situation, it's a it's a five o'clock kick, which seems weird, but it's five o'clock. Um, it is at Michigan State, 16 and a half point favorites, Washington. I think Penix Jr. Is just is going to keep patting his ass, man. And I think, I think they're going to cover. I think Michigan State's got way too much going on right now. So give me Washington on that one. Yeah, uh, I agree again. Um, but what what the heck are we going to see out of Michigan State? At, you know, I miss what's going on within that program. Um, they Michael Penix is on fire. You know, obviously this is Jacobs Boyd, and I'm sure he'll have more to say about it here in a second. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't waste a second, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I the, mean, look, you get the timing, you just can't. You just, I know. You can't, know. man. It's phenomenal. My computer fucking imploded, and I had to freaking work <laughs> on updates and shit, and now I'll come back into this. Dude, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're just in time for your boy, man. We, it was like a Disney movie, man. Just perfect. Just rolled no right joke, in. No joke. Yeah. Not planned on our end. Like you, no. As you're yeah. all, here you are, Clinch just on the Penix train. Yeah, well, I'll keep it brief because I know you got plenty to say about them. But Washington <laughs> uh, averaging 565 yards a game. I mean, they're nothing but offense right now. Again, Michigan State, you know, are they going to be able to keep up with that 16 points? Again, that, that is a kickoff time, that 5 o'clock uh, slot they have. 
kind of weird, but I don't really think it's going to affect much. I, I see uh, Washington winning by at least the 16, maybe maybe 20 or more. So give me Washington lay the points. Yeah, I guess it's that time slot because it's on Peacock, so they're not worried oh. about it like a normal TV time slot. So they can okay. just throw it on on the streaming gotcha. service and do it that way. Yeah, yeah there's Jacob, definitely so- a joke there for you to have. Something about my Phoenix <laughs> and Peacock and so like, <laughs> Hey, hey, look at hey, it's your guy, man. You you say whatever you want. So, so speaking of, so Washington's sixteen and a half point favorites. It's at Michigan State. Um, obviously Michigan State's got a lot going on within the building. Um, who do you have covering, or who do you have in that game? Do you want to take Washington, or are you going to take old Michigan State in the points? I have no clue what's happening in Michigan State right now. So, I, to make this brief, I'd say Washington, even though it's at Michigan State. Um, I don't even know what kind of crowd will show up in Michigan State right now. Uh, so I don't know what kind of home field advantage that would be. Uh, 16 and a half is I, – so normally I would say that's a big number for Michigan State, especially at with Michigan State. But right now I would say Washington's going to easily cover that. Yeah, a bunch of people in brown paper bags probably <laughs> yeah. um, in the stands, yeah. I would imagine. So, All right, moving on to a team that – I don't know if disappointing is the right word because they ended up winning by 21 points last week. and. And maybe I should give more credit to NC State and that linebacker core. But Notre Dame's offensive line struggled last week. Sam Hartman was under pressure most of the day. Again, they they figured it out and, and took care of business there in the fourth quarter. But they're playing Central Michigan at home, 2.30 kickoff, also on Peacock. Um, they are 34.5-point favorite. Jacob, where do you lean on that one? Um, Notre Dame's going to want some revenge. I, I still feel like that uh, NC State game was just kind of unfair to both sides because you know, the rain kind of came in and they had to sit out for like an hour and a half, two hours and just kind of mess with the flow of the game. Um, but I think Notre Dame certainly deserved to win that because I think they're the much better team. Um, and I think they'll prove that here again against uh, Central Michigan. 34 and a half is a lot, uh, especially with the over-under over, only of 53. But um, I, I I got Notre Dame. Who who did you have, JC? I'm, I'm going to lean Central Michigan um, in the points. I think Notre Dame will win by 30, but, you know, Vegas is very smart in what they do. And just based on how they started off last week, I don't think they're going to start out as quick again. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's Central Michigan, and they're about to start playing some big opponents here coming up. So why not try to get out the gates early and uh, and rest some starters? Maybe sit Hartman after three quarters if you can and get some other guys some playing time and just be satisfied with the 25, 30 point win. And, and not worry about the spread unless they got some guys on there gambling and trying to and push that. I think they're gonna, they're gonna be right underneath it. Yeah, I uh, last week obviously we saw Notre Dame get tested with that um, NC State defense, which was stout. I, I wish I wish there wasn't a weather delay and all that mess because I feel like it kind of just it, it put the brakes on NC State. Uh, it, it reset the game and Notre Dame just came back out. And we're able to kind of take control. So I, I kind of wish that. that that would have played out a little differently just to see for sure Notre Dame, you know, how they handle a game like that. Um, but again, that's kind of nitpicking here. They still won. They still won big. They did what they had to do. Uh, 30, what's it? Sorry, 34 and a half? Yep, 34 and a half. Yeah, yeah. that's just a lot of points. I'll, I think, oh God, I don't know, man. Ask. I've been talking up Notre Dame. Let's, let's go Notre Dame, lay the points. I ain't scared. Let's go. Well, you just got to worry about what your son's going to pick there. Don't worry about us. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, I'm catching him, but, but slow down, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so up next, we got 
Alabama and South Florida. That's actually at South Florida, um, which is a little odd to me. It's a 3.30 kickoff on ABC. Alabama comes out as 31.5 point favorites. Uh, Jacob, where do you lean on that one, bud? Yeah, I, I agree. This is weird to see Bama have to go to South Florida. Um, th- this is a game that Bama's going to be pissed. Obviously, you never want that rage, revenge game, you know, Bama's going to have after losing a big game. Um, poor South Florida's probably get, about to get demolished. They, they talk, I told y'all when we kind of recapped the Texas-Alabama game, um, Bama really was talking all this about murder ball and just wanting to run through people and just be dominant, you know, just running through um, opponents. And they, they didn't really do that against Texas because they kind of laid off the run up. They they started running the ball the first drive or two there, and then kind of laid off and tried to throw the ball around the middle row, and it just didn't work out. So I think they're going to really stick to it, maybe run for 300, 350 yards against South Florida, just try to bully them all day. So um, 31 and a half is a lot, especially with me, like I said, trying to – they're going to run the ball a lot. So I'm actually going to take South Florida to cover that, um, but it's not going to be close. I'll tell you that. Uh yeah, I mean, I think Alabama is really going to want to try to get their offense figured out like as fast as possible. <clears throat> they they can be explosive, but they're just so inconsistent. I think they're going to be all game trying to get Milrow comfortable, stay in the pocket. I think that was an issue. Uh, some of the, the game against Texas, he was leaving the pocket a little early sometimes. Um, <clears throat> kind of get him more comfortable. Again, he's young. This is a, We talked about this coming into the season. This is going to be the growing pains of some of these quarterbacks. Uh, you're not always going to have a Bryce Young that comes in and is just fire from the first game. Like you, you're just going to have to get used to. Sometimes you got to develop a quarterback, even if he is really good. I think that's what's happening here. I know the Texas game um, hurts with that loss, so I think Alabama's coming out and regrouping. Saban stayed kind of suspiciously calm. It was like, hey. Don't fret just yet. We're we're fine. We're gonna get this figured out. Uh, I, I don't think that I don't think they've fallen off completely. I, I keep saying that, and I, I don't know. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But with the is thirty two. Is that what it is? Thirty one and a half. Thirty one and a half. Yeah, I'll lay the thirty one and a half. I think Bama's gonna keep the 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 foot on the gas pedal all game. Get get this offense really figured out. Try to get Milrow as much. Um, snaps and time as possible so moving forward that they, they don't have quite as many issues as they had these past two weeks so yeah i'll lay the points uh, i'll take alabama yeah well, well normally I'd, I'd kind of agree with that sentiment about them being angry and try to prove it kind of like what you said about saving i don't think he needs to beat south florida by 40 to prove they're a good team like they're a good team don't get me wrong I'm talking to Ian, who was on the podcast before off air just asking him about tyler buckner who's the backup that came from notre dame He's just like, look, man, he's just like not that guy. Like, he's just not the guy. Not surprised that Milrow beat him out. And, and Sabin, in one of the, I don't know if it was post game speech or just a, uh, one of the weekly ones that he's done earlier this week, said, you know, obviously it crossed his mind as a coach to put somebody else in when you see somebody struggling like that. But then Milrow went up there <clears> and made some plays and he kept him in there. So I think this is one of those games where he's going to want to get the backup sometime just in case something does happen to Milrow or, hey, can he go out and prove that he can play if we need him? So I don't think Alabama can beat this team by 30, don't get me wrong. All South Florida's played is they lost to Western Kentucky and they beat Florida A&M, who's, you know, that would be a 15-point mm-hmm. spread for Miami as well. Um, 
So Alabama's going to win, win handily. I think it's going to be like a 28-point game. So these big spreads, man, I'm starting to kind of lean the under on some of these. Um, it might bite me in the ass. We'll see. But give me South Florida and the 31 and a half. I think Alabama can can do both things, and, and they can win by 20 or they can win by 48 by doing kind of what you said, Clint, of like getting some other guys involved. Hey, let's get the offense running. Like They might make this look really easy, or maybe they'll just kind of take it. I say take it easy. Maybe South Florida will put up a fight and it'll be a closer game. We'll see, though. I'm, I'm going to well, take 31. One, one thing to keep in mind, too, I know you mentioned you don't think they necessarily need to win by 40. I agree. However, <clears throat> the SEC has is so far has had a little bit of a down year, uh, a lot of big losses. And we soon here, we're going to be talking about playoffs. And Alabama already has a loss. So... And we suspect they'll be playing Georgia in the playoffs, or I'm sorry, in the um, SEC championship. Um, so Alabama, if if they have any hopes of making the playoffs, they're going to have to start padding this resume with giant wins. Uh, I get it, in South Florida, but they're going to have to start uh, score a lot of points to make these look like ridiculous blowouts to pad that resume, so they they can kind of still argue their point that they they should be in the playoff i, I think that's how right. this is going to play out so we'll see i agree with you as well that they don't need to win by that much but again you know how saban is he's he's upset if he's not winning championships so uh yeah right yeah and i don't know what this over under says about bama's defense this year because the over under for this game is 60 and a half like that's kind of like even if Bama wins, you know, if they go and put up thirty five points, win thirty five to three, that's nowhere close to the over under. So where's Vegas getting that at? Like Bama's defense was okay. I got it pulled up. South Florida is averaging four hundred forty one yards a game, so maybe that's where it's coming from. The, wow. Again, not against very good teams, so Vegas might just have that wrong. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, maybe that's where they're getting it from. Well, look, their secondary got burned several times. So they did. If- but if, South Florida's receivers athletes. not Texas receivers. I agree, but, but if but they yeah. got one guy that runs a four or five, they might might find some room back there somewhere. That's <laughs> true. We'll see. All right, moving on. Tennessee is playing at Florida down in Gainesville. That's a seven PM kickoff on ESPN. Tennessee six and a half point favorites. Jacob, where do you lean on that one? This is kind of weird. Like ESPN primetime, I thought kind of thought this was the game that game day would may look at going at, but they end up going to Colorado. We'll get to that game eventually. But um this is going to be a very interesting one. Florida hasn't, or Tennessee hasn't won it at the swamp. They're like, at the last nine times, they're like 0 and 9. The last time they won was like 07 or something crazy. Um, so this is not just an easy win for Tennessee. Um, and Joe Milton, I actually saw, I think it was like Saturday down south or some Instagram page. So it's not like a real ranking thing, but it's just, you know, whatever. Like mm-hmm. they had uh, Joe Milton at like ranked at like 10th for his quarterbacks in the SEC right now. So I mean, he has not been playing that well. Um, at Florida, I know Florida's not that great this year. They lost to Utah um, pretty handily. But um, at the Swamp, it, the fans kind of get get this kind of mojo going on Florida side. This could be a close game. Um, the spread six and a half for Tennessee. Shoot. I really, I want to say Tennessee's going to cover. I saw what they did to Clemson last year, but I know that this is not the same team. Um, I think actually this defense is better than it was last year, so this could be a close, close kind of game. But I'll I'll take Tennessee to cover. I think they're they're due for the win in at the swamp, and Florida's just having such a rough time the past couple of years, even with Anthony Richardson there, and they couldn't win. And you see how 
his first week went. It was pretty good as a Colt. So um, I'll take Tennessee to cover the six and a half. What you got, Clint? Yeah, uh, I agree with Jacob. I, 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 I'm going to take Tennessee and lay the six and a half. I, I don't think Florida is as bad as maybe a lot of other people think. They're, they're not a terrible team. It's just it's just a weird year for them. Um, defensively, I think they're they're okay. Um, I, I, they got Graham Mertz. We are we all know how we feel about that, and he's not going to be the the electric quarterback, but he does enough. So I think that's kind of reflects in the spread here at the six and a half. Maybe you would have thought Tennessee would have a little bit, um, uh, be more of the favorite here, but uh, maybe because it's it's at Florida. Um, I, I see this kind of being a a slugfest, you know, slow scoring Tennessee. They haven't been playing, you know, under, um, Oh gosh. What's, what's the quarterback's name from last year for Tennessee? Hand and hooker. Hand and hooker. God. Um, they, they, they're playing different offensive football here. It's not, you know, what they did last year with a ton of like big plays and a lot of points. They're playing safe football. They're not letting Mill uh, or Milton get too crazy. Um, so I, I see this, being kind of a slow game, low scoring, and I think Tennessee will cover, you know, pretty late in the game. Uh, and uh yeah, again, Florida not bad. Hopefully it's a good game. I I'd like to see Florida kind of pick it up, man. It's just weird seeing them not be one of the better teams in the SEC, but yeah, I'll take Tennessee and lay the six and a half. This one honestly is quite obvious for you guys it does not bother me at all. It seemed kind of easy on my end. Tennessee is not the Tennessee of last year. I get that. Florida's defense is going to keep them in the game, but to me, Florida mm-hmm. cannot keep up on offense. Like, I know I've been down on Milton, and and I don't think it. I don't think you can put in somebody else besides Milton. Well, even though they have do have a five star behind him, but um, Florida can't keep up on offense. They just can't do it. From what I've seen the first two weeks, I don't see them keeping it close at all. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, but six and a half. I mean, to me, it's going to be. I think it'll be some drama early on. I think it'll be close because. Like I said, Florida does have a good um, defense. Um, they have a good running back, and they got was it is it Trevor Etienne? I know it's Travis's brother. I don't know what his first name is, but Etienne. It is Trevor. Yep. Trevor Etienne. Mm-hmm. So he he's a good runner. Um, obviously in the genes there, but I just think Tennessee is is the better football team, especially on offense. And in this day and age, you, you you need a good quarterback to go score. And I don't think Mertz fits this offense. Like we've mm-hmm. already touched on plenty of times. Mm-hmm. So give me Tennessee in that one. Real quick, too. What was your what was your point? Sorry. Who did you pick? I'm sorry, I picked Tennessee. Okay. Um, one thing to keep in mind though is Tennessee's only played Austin P in Virginia, and right, Virginia sucks, and, and, so. they, and they started off slow. Yeah, Austin yeah. P. They were only up by like th- six at halftime, and Virginia was a slow. And I agree, and that's kind of why like that might just prove to me how down I am on Florida's offense this year. And again, yeah, they're not I terrible. Agree. I just like again, I didn't watch all of last week, but like, and I know is week one versus Utah, but they just man like would move the ball but then like out of sync shoot themselves in the foot which is like week one stuff but then at the same time man like again merch just it just didn't look right man and again it's just right. it's not the florida of old so yeah this well, could be like a 16 13 game right yeah yeah nah, Low I mean, one by so six and a half <laughs> yeah the um if if it gives you a little more warm and fuzzy though, Florida is zero and two against the spread so far this year, and uh, Tennessee is two and zero. So um, maybe we'll see that trend continue. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. No spread on this game, so we'll just keep it moving. Utah's playing Weber State two o'clock on the Pac twelve network. I think about six people will probably watch that game. So 
That's one thing That's I love it. about this, like what we're doing now in this pod and just diving in a little more to college football. I never even heard of Weber State. All these I was about teams, to say, I'm where like, is Weber, Weber State? Yeah, I don't Weber State, I know because that's where Damian Lillard played basketball at. There we go. <laughs> so where is it? So there you go. Uh, I think it's like, I think it's in Washington. I think it's okay. out west, out there. I mean, it's got to be, yeah, to play I'm Utah. almost positive. You can fact check me on that at some point. Um, let's move on. Number 13 ranked Oregon. They're playing at home to Hawaii. That's an 8 o'clock kick. Oh, nice. We got maybe I should get to watch them. Um, thirty-seven and a half point favorites for the Oregon offense. Clint, how do you lean on that one? Uh I mean, big number, but I, I have no reason not to pick Oregon. Hawaii's not a good team this year. Uh, they're one and two. They played Vandy, Stanford, and Albany or somebody like that. It's and they lost to Vandy and Stanford. Both of them not very good teams. So, uh, and Oregon's averaging six hundred yards a game. Uh. Just ridiculous offense. Yeah, it's a big number, but uh, Oregon, it came off the, the game from last week where uh, it was Texas Tech, right? Correct. Yeah, yes. where a little bit of a scare kind of, but you know they came out of it on the road and got the win. Now they're going to be back home and ready to keep this train rolling. We talk about the Heisman, Bo Nix, man, he's, let's, let's pad these stats, let's keep him in the conversation. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Oregon, lay the, lay the points. Interesting. Uh, this is a huge point spread, and I was actually thinking about this. Hawaii's quarterback leads the nation. I know they they played an extra game, um, like kind of like USC has, but his, their quarterback leads the nation in passing yards, and they have the uh, second the receiver with the second most yards in the nation too, at three hundred fifteen. Um, which, by the way, Xavier, I saw this too, and I meant to say this before I got cut off by my computer. Thank you. Um, Xavier Leggett actually leads the nation in receiving yards in the Power Five. Um, no surprise there. No, I mean that is kind of a surprise because I didn't know who Xavier Leggett was before the season started. Um, oh well, do you believe? You should have watched. Do you last believe? Year. I mean, <laughs> I know he's got, he's good, but like I thought your number one receiver was going to be Juju, and I know like don't worry about saying, it. Look, if our number one receiver is our number two receiver, wait till our number one receiver comes back i know oh. that's what i'm saying y'all got oh. weapons so that's cool to, to hear saying, but, watch um, out georgia but anyway hawaii wide <laughs> receiver is the second in the nation so I, I personally think this is like almost like a, a guaranteed hawaii will cover that 37 and a half that's quite a lot of points um I, this is definitely gonna be a high scoring game uh over under 69 and i this could even go over this could be like a north carolina Appalachian state game from last year um but oregon will still win by probably a couple scores, but this will definitely be within 37 and a half. Dude. Did Hawaii beat Vanderbilt or not? No, that's what I mentioned. Yeah, I'll dude, say they lost to Vanderbilt and Stanford. You could put no. uh, Eli Manning and like his, give me like the last year before he went total, just like didn't play anymore. Put Eli Manning on this Hawaii team. They doesn't matter. Oregon's going to win. <laughs> I don't care who the quarterback yeah, is. Yeah, Oregon's going to win, but shit. Oregon, Oregon's going to win. I'm just saying, it's over. Thirty-seven and a half, easy. They're averaging literally. I thought you were half joking. Y'all just threw my analysis six hundred yards. Just then, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Sometimes look. Sometimes I just you got to go with your gut and just keep it rolling. But see, that'll be one of the games that Oregon only wins by two touchdowns, and you're sitting here like drinking your whiskey, like told you boys. So, or they win by (laughs) forty, and man, you were drinking whiskey. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, LSU, Mississippi State. That's at Mississippi State. They still got Mississippi State still has Will Rogers at quarterback, who I think gets kind of left under the radar as far as top quarterbacks in the country. LSU opens up at nine and a half point favorites. That's a noon kickoff. 
Clint, where are you leaning on that one? Dude, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what to yeah, make of tough. Mississippi State. I, this so far this year, I, I just I'm still not sure what they are exactly. Um, <clears throat> LSU, I know they had the the loss to Florida State. I get it, but they're not a bad team. They're they're still good. Um, I I don't at nine and a half. Just from what I've seen so far, I, I I'll take LSU. I think they're ten points better. Again, I'm not really sure what to think about Mississippi State. Um, is it? It's at Mississippi State. Yep, it is. Yeah, that's kind of cowbells. Yeah, uh, but I'm still. LSU has a ton of talent. They, they got their quarterback. Like they're going to be okay. I, <clears throat> they. Yeah, I think I'll stick with that. I'll take LSU and uh, lay the nine and a half. Jacob. Um. Yeah, this is a trap game for LSU. I mean, they scored seventy something against Grambling, but so we think their offense is good. But then they lost the opener um, and shit to bed the second half of the open opening game. So you're going to get one of those two teams, and it's kind of hard to predict which one. Um, noon game is hard to get up for. Uh, nine and a half is not a lot of points because I think LSU's roster is a good bit better than Mississippi State's roster. Um, and they're not throwing the ball like they have at Mississippi State, like when they had Mike Leach, rest in peace. Um, they're actually running the ball a lot better this year. Um, but to keep up with LSU, who's got the best player on the field, not Jalen Daniels, or is it? No, that's Jalen Daniels. J- one J- Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Jalen's at K- Kansas, right? One of the Kansases. One of yeah, the I can't remember which one. He's yeah. at Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, I think LSU's they got the much better better roster. They're going to cover this. <clears throat> Give me Mississippi State, man. I think Ooh. it's one of those uh, kind of smash mouth SEC games. It's at Mississippi State. They got a good home crowd, and I think Will Rogers keeps him in it. They run the ball. He's he's a good running quarterback, and I think he's going to um, keep him in the game. I still I still like LSU, but yeah, I, I'll take uh, Mississippi State in the point. Did y'all catch any of last week's game, Mississippi State and Arizona? Because Arizona barely pulled out the win in overtime. I don't know if any. Of you, I didn't. I, I did didn't not have time to catch on that one yet. I did that's not. a that's a weird, it's a weird line there. I, I don't yeah. know what happened, but yeah. Well, good luck on your pick. I don't, I don't think it's a good one. But. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You're just we'll pissed see. you got to be awake right now. <laughs> now he's up now. All right, Kansas State at Missouri. Kansas State's four and a half point favorites. Um, that's a noon kickoff on the SEC Network. I'm not sure what I make of Missouri <clears throat> this year. Um. Man, that's 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 gonna be tough on me uh, to pick. Missouri kind of always has solid teams. I, honestly, before I even got to this game, I'm looking at K State covering, but um, I, I could see this being a field goal game. So give me Missouri. I'll take the points. Yeah, we talked about this during uh, preseason, um, doing the previews. This is Missouri catching some of these non-con games are uh, sketchy for them, and it's it's tough and. They obviously they want to win these, but they're not they're not quite cupcakes. Obviously, Kansas State's a good team, averaging over almost 500 yards a game offensively. Um, yeah, the Missouri offense, JC, you were like, eh, I really don't know what to make of them. Offensively, they're not really what they have been, you know, the past several years. So, uh, I think they're only averaging like 370 some yards on offense a game, which is not typical of a Missouri team. Um, Defense, I think they're okay, but I, it's it, five. What, what's the? I know y'all keep saying four and a half. Four, four and a half. half. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I, I think Kansas State's going to kind of walk away with it towards the end of this game. Uh, Brady Cook, not a bad quarterback. But I think that he's not their typical, like, slinging around, just, you know, making some defenses look silly type quarterback. So I'll take Kansas State. Um, even, uh, even at Missouri, I, I don't see Missouri hanging in. They're just not the teams they've been, you know, in past years. So we'll see. But I'll lay the points, Kansas State. I agree. It's just that I should have went with my gut, but something something weird happens, bro, at Missouri. I don't know what it is at their home field, but like at least for the Gamecocks, just things go south. There it is. It's just so, the Gamecocks. I'm I'm I will come across this screen. <laughs> uh, who are you picking they just, there? They Jacob? just can't beat Tigers, man. That's all it is. Uh, what uh, what uh, what have you done for me lately? I'm pretty sure we're the reigning state champions. So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Suck fair on enough. that, Marcus Satterfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think he was there. He was there with us. He was there with us. Appreciate yeah. you for for not calling plays that game. That's why we won. <laughs> this is going to be a statement game. Uh, Kansas State may even win this game by twenty. Um, wow, bold statement. Oh but Missouri scored thirty five against South Dakota State and twenty three against MTSU. Um, Middle Tennessee State last week. Uh, Kansas State actually destroyed a good Troy team last week, um, forty two to thirteen. Troy's been good for years, and they have one of the best coaching staffs it, at that lower level. Um, so that they, there were several people that thought that was going to be a closer game than it was, and they destroyed them forty-two to thirteen. So um, probably I one really of us, think, huh? <laughs> I said probably one of us that said it's going to be closer. It could have been. I I think I was one of them that said because I thought Troy was a good team, and Kansas State's That's just true. really really good. And I um, picked K State, and they covered. And now I'm going against them. I don't know why. I'm I'm going K State only four and a half especially, but I think they could even win this game by three scores. So KSU. All right, Oregon State at home taking on San Diego State. Oregon State still has not really played anybody good, and I don't know if San Diego State's any better. I'd like to take San Diego State in the points, but I don't. The way Oregon State's playing on offense, man, like they're not doing anything crazy. DJ's not putting up crazy numbers, but he's not turning the ball over, and they're they're running the run the ball all over these teams um man that's tough on over unders 40 and a half screw it dude they they can't cover the spread every game give me san diego state in the points clint what you got i like it that's not my pick but i like it uh yeah give me give me oregon state uh you, you asked about san diego if they played about yet they did play ucla but they only scored 10 points and san diego gives up a a ton of yards on off or on defense and obviously we've seen Oregon State DJU we've seen them <clears throat> what they could do uh, so I'll lay the points and uh, I, I do have a question but I don't, I don't want to upset you too much you think South Carolina and Oregon State if they played it are, are we winning that game or, or is that yeah I would take us yeah where is that I just like play I, that? I mean yeah I don't, I don't neutral site like uh, whatever yeah when you play in the bowl game yeah I'll take us I mean, they're playing Oklahoma in a bowl game, but I'll take us. Yeah. Well, I think you take us against Georgia, too, so I don't know what that means. I would definitely take it. Dude, are you kidding me? Yeah, That's why yeah. three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take the easy easy way out here. Um, Oregon State's going to win this, and I, I definitely – I'll say they're going to cover. Um, still kind of a DJ fan. I hope he does well. And for South Carolina, I – they look like a much more complete team right now than y'all do. So that's kind of a bold statement to say. Um, God, but all right. Full of, I'm full of bold statements over here, man. What are you talking about? That's right. That's what we're here that, for. That's because, friend. look, I go 11-5 one week, 
I, I get to make a couple bold statements. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Next week, no, nah, I'm going to shut up. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but I, I, Oregon State's been impressing me so far this year, so I'll, I'll take them to cover. No, I'll, and Clint, just real quick, I, I wasn't mm-hmm. saying San Diego State hasn't played anybody. I was saying Oregon State still hasn't played anybody. San Diego State, yeah, they played UCLA, which. Oh, okay. My message is my bad. You're good. Uh, <clears throat> Ole Miss, Georgia Tech. That's a home game for the Ole Miss Rebels, 7.30 kickoff. Ole Miss, 18.5-point favorites. Jacob, where do you lean on that one? Uh, they Ole Miss last week kind of surprised me against Tulane pulling away late. I know Tulane didn't have their, their main quarterback. Um, but Jackson Dart, I think bringing in Spencer Sanders has really pushed Jackson Dart to the next level. Um, and that's made this team a lot better. Um, and plus, I love their uniforms, too. I'm not an Ole Miss fan by any means, but the uniforms in that Tulane Ole Miss game were did they were beautiful. Um, Georgia Tech, they still are coming around to getting off of the option. Um, they have Haynes King. Is that the guy? Uh, yeah, he's from uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, which we saw play You know, when we went to the Carolina A&M game la- last year, I think. He um, did play, yep. The dude can sling it. So um, to, to us. <laughs> well, I, I saw like just kidding. They came. They came back. Good football from him. I know he threw a couple picks and stuff, but um, I saw good good football from him too. Uh, but I I think Ole Miss is going to cover the eighteen and a half. They're they're here to prove. You know, Lane Kiffin wants to to prove it to people. So Georgia Tech is not the. They're not that guy. Nah, you're right on that. What do you got, Clint? How many yards of offense do you think Georgia Tech's averaged so far this year? I'm going to say under 200. I'll go 168. Who who have they played so far? They have played SE State and Louisville. Oh, it's got to be more than that, but I got to stick with my gut. We'll go 168. Louisville's oh good. SE State is trash. Um, so that averages out to probably be like three, 283 total. I'm so glad I asked this question. Georgia Tech's average of 533 yards of <laughs> offense a game. They did that against so Louisville. Low. Stop! I mean, both I of them. This crazy <laughs> low number, bro. They 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 scored, they won forty eight thirteen against SC State, and they lost by ah, four points, thirty nine thirty forty to Louisville. Uh, so this is not the Georgia Tech of old. This they they can they can run up to Dude, some yards here. I must have only watched five minutes of that game then, because the few <laughs> minutes. Oh, actually, no, 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 I'll take that back. I did watch some of the game. You know what I think has skewed my mentality is the fact that Jeff Sims on Nebraska came from Georgia Tech. And just watching him oh, yeah, turn the ball yeah. over all day, like I'm <laughs> oh, thinking yeah. that Georgia Tech sucks. Honestly, I think that's what my problem is. So I knew they had a yeah, better offense, but, but not to that level. Yeah, no. but it's okay. Ole Miss is going to cover anyways. Doesn't matter. Well, yeah. So I'm actually going to take Georgia Tech. I think uh, Ole Miss kind of coming off a, a, a tough win against Tulane. Tulane hung in there, and I, I maybe should have won that game. I don't know. Uh, it played out kind of weird, but. So Ole Miss maybe a little hungover from that one, and then they play Alabama next week. So this is this is a spot where they could be looking ahead, not paying attention. And uh, I won't call it outright upset because I don't necessarily think that happened, but I wouldn't be completely surprised. Just you know, college football is weird, but give me Georgia Tech. I'll take the points. I think with that offense, I think they keep it close enough. With Ole Miss, they're not quite as potent on offense as I've kind of hyped them up to be. Uh, again, maybe as the year goes on, they'll. they'll, they'll kind of settle in a little bit more and it'll be that you know 60 and 70 points a game type thing but uh yeah i'll 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 take georgia tech in the points i just gotta like actually get in my mind you just said yeah georgia tech with that offense they'll cut like okay (laughs) the 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 sec needs one they they need one especially for this acc team (laughs) we could use one 
All right, old college game day. Headed to Boulder, Colorado. Colorado taking on Colorado State. 22 and a half point favorites. I don't even... Like, this is... To me, this is easy. This is easier than last. Last week... Okay, not easier last week. Last week was easy. I should have bet every dollar I had last week on that. Um, but, Clint, what do you think? Colorado going to cover and keep, keep this train rolling or what? Yeah. Uh, I have no reason to doubt that they won't cover. Uh, last week was weird. Uh, I don't know. If, I can't remember if y'all talked about it during the, the instant reaction or whatever. Nebraska kind of gave... I, I won't say it was fluky at all. Colorado absolutely won that game. They dominated a lot of it. But we talked about Jeff Sims and he coughed up so much. Just They were gifted so many opportunities. So that game looked a little different than I think than I think it actually was like because Colorado they, they did start off too hot they, they were a little little off on offense stuff like that now that's not saying I think they're bad or anything um, but I do think that uh, the score didn't really indicate you know how how both teams played uh, Nebraska on defense honestly was doing pretty well but they just got tired because the offense for Nebraska was putting in such terrible positions having said all that Colorado's doing what they're they're supposed to be doing. They're winning games, and they're they're not letting the the stage be too big for them. And uh, again, why why would I pick the uh, pick them not to cover when they've been playing the way they've been playing, averaging over 500 yards of offense a game? And uh, I think Colorado State's given up an average of over 550. So they're going to score a lot of points, and uh, I see them covering the uh, the spread here. So I'll I'll take Colorado. Yeah, this was a pretty easy one. I, I I understand why College Game Day decided to go there, um, but just to get on the hype train and, and be around the Dion program and everything. But like, they really shouldn't have gone there because this is going to be a blowout. Um, Colorado's going to cover this pretty handily. Yeah, there's some other good games Colorado has coming up. I figured they would have went to with Oregon and USC coming up. So it kind of surprised me too. Colorado State's only played one game this year. I'm not sure why that is the case. That was a 50 to 24 point loss to Washington State. Their defense is, is nowhere near what Nebraska's was. And like you said, Clint, they were getting some bits early. So I don't think Colorado starts off slow this time. Um, game day's there. They're ready to show out a night game, the late game, 10 o'clock game. Um, yeah, 22 and a half, pretty easy to me. So Buffaloes keep on rolling. Mm. Yep, 3 and oh. All right. Our favorite talking point, which I don't really have much to say on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Oklahoma at Tulsa. Uh, that's a 27 and a half point spread for Oklahoma. Tulsa Washington played last week, right? I think that's the one I said Washington was going to yep. cover. And they yeah, they played not. Washington. Um, or did they cover? They did not, right? They did not cover. <laughs> they did that's not. Um, but at, look, Oklahoma's offense has finally kind of gotten the groove. They've been rolling. Obviously, they're just like scoring a bunch of points. So 27 and a half is a lot, especially at Tulsa. But this is one of those games that you're just going to turn on at 5 o'clock and it's going to be 40 to like 10. I don't think Tulsa can keep up. So give me Oklahoma. Uh, almost said Oklahoma State. Give me Oklahoma and the points in this one. Jacob, where are you leaning with that one? With your boy Venables. Yeah, I'm gonna say they're gonna continue on the right track here. Um, remember Tulsa just lost 43 to 10. So it's funny you said 40 to 10. Um, they're gonna get they're gonna get handed two 40 to 10 losses in back to back weeks. Um, but yeah, the, the Oklahoma will win this. I'm just gonna keep that simple. Covered. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you, boys. Uh, Tulsa, I, I get it. Washington didn't cover, but they still, yeah, forty-three to ten, and um, it's 
Tulsa's going to see something similar with Oklahoma with that firepower and stuff. So yeah, give me Oklahoma and I'll lay the points. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, North Carolina's taking on Minnesota at home. Kind of an odd matchup. It's just as far as teams go and in the states and all that. But anyway, Minnesota. I think they only put ten on Nebraska. Um, ten seven when they had first first week of the season or the second week. Um, I'm sorry, first week of the season. Uh, North Carolina obviously had a little scare last week with App State. And that's not to take away from App State. They they only have a pretty solid team. But I think North Carolina is going to get it together. They're not going to mess around. They're going to continue with that run game, um, which has been absolutely just dominant the last couple of weeks. So. Uh, the spread seven and a half. North Carolina to me, that's an easy one. Um, give me the Tar Heels. Where are you leaning on that one, Clint? I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> um, obviously, we we know about Dre May. And we we know about North Carolina. Maybe has a little bit of defense. Kind of. I, I thought I thought they were, especially after the South Carolina game. I thought that that defense was pretty stout. And then this last week, it kind of made me pull the reins back on that one a little bit. But at seven and a half, I, I don't see. I know we talk Minnesota's two and zero, but I still don't think they're that good. So I'll uh, I'll take North Carolina and lay the points. Yeah, North Carolina's going to cover this. I think Great May shits out twenty five points twice a day. You know, something like that. So Minnesota is like Iowa. They can't they can't get over twenty five points to save their life. They scored twenty five against Eastern Michigan and only thirteen against Nebraska. And you saw Nebraska is easy, kind of easy to score on when Colorado did it. So. Um, yeah, this is going to be an easy cover for Drake May and the boys. I like it. Moving on to the next one, another easy one to me. North Carolina is, I'm sorry, Duke is taking on Northwestern um, at 3.30. Northwestern better score some points. They don't want to get called out in the locker room and have some weird things done to them. That's still going on. <laughs> um, Duke's 18 and a half point favorites. Again, that's at Duke. Uh, Clint, where are you leaning on this one, bud? Give me Duke. Give me the Blue Devils. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Northwestern sucks. They're not good. And uh, right. I mean, the team loses 24 to 7 to Rutgers. That's that's tough. I get it his first game of year, but I don't care. Um, Duke obviously having a pretty good year so far. 2 0. Offense is rolling. Defense is pretty good. Um, yeah. Give me, give me Duke and I'll, I'll lay the points. Before I get to you, Jacob, I just want to lead in with this. I mean, Riley Leonard's the what? Second best quarterback in the ACC, if not the first best. This is a team that absolutely dominated the Clemson Tigers in week one behind Jacob's second favorite quarterback behind Michael Penix Jr. and Riley Leonard. <laughs> so as as a as Duke being your second favorite team, I mean they're gonna what roll. What are y'all right? doing to me? I mean they're gonna this is an easy game, right? <laughs> what are y'all doing to me, man? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't do it, man. Western put up thirty eight points on UTEP. What are y'all looking at? I'm just kidding. University of Texas El Paso. Have you seen the movie uh Glory Road? The first uh, basketball team back in the to, day. to have like five black players, they won the national championship. They used to be okay. called used to be called uh, Texas Western. That's that's UTEP. They're no, they're in the around the border of Mexico. They don't play football that well. It's too hot. <laughs> well. It's too hot, bro. Yeah, Doesn't aren't surprise they the miners? That, aren't they the yeah. miners? Yeah, the miners. mighty miners. The, <laughs> <laughs> you see them movie, that you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Go watch yeah, the so, movie, dude, just for your history. Yeah, it's Disney. So Duke, it's Disney. It's a Duke home to Northwestern. Duke's gonna cover this. Just make it. Simple. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad. You, I just had to make sure you're gonna pick them. That's why I had to lead in with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we got uh two games back to back that don't have any spread, so we'll breeze right over. Washington State's playing Northern Colorado. It's a 5 p.m. kickoff. So 
Wazoo across the board on that one, I'd imagine. And then UCLA's taking on North Carolina Central at home. Man, that's a that's a hell of a trip for North Carolina. I guess they're getting paid pretty good to to go all the way across the country. <laughs> so, all right. A uh, one of my favorite honest talking points this year. Me too, dude. <laughs> dude. Let's talk about it. Oh man. Hey, real quick, did you see Cade McNamara's press conference? No. His little clip yet? Okay. I'll let I'll let you go watch it. There's a, a viral okay. clip going around. It's okay. it's pretty good, man. Just right. stereotypical college kid type type stuff. But okay. number twenty five, <laughs> Iowa. Um, I think what are they called? The bookies now? The Iowa bookies? The Iowa State, whatever their mascot is. They're taking on Western Michigan. They're 28 and a half point favorites. <laughs> Go the ahead. Over-under, the over-under is at 42 and a half. Oh, Jacob, I'll let you start out this one, man. Honestly, I don't even care if we pick the spread. I just want to pick how many points Iowa's going to score. <laughs> yeah. It's like kind of all I care about at this point. I know, dude. Uh, you're, you're taking this and running with it. And that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> as we should. I mean, this guy doesn't have a job next year right now. It's a reason to look at Iowa football, right? I mean, even though they are ranked 25th in the nation, like that's that's impressive, I guess. But um, It is. It's higher than Clemson, higher than South Carolina. They don't even go there. <laughs> I said South Carolina too, man, <laughs> until we beat Georgia. I think we're like technically the, the highest receiving vote, so we're like 26 technically right now. We, look, 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 y'all ain't down we that can, bad, bro. You don't gotta claim that. It's not <laughs> that bad yet, bro. Come on. Don't stoop to that level, man. You sound like a Carolina fan right now. <laughs> Damn, bro. Hey, we got the self most Self-awareness, votes. man. Self-awareness. Uh, <laughs> that guy, that funny. But yeah, it's funny to see that this is a, a 28 and a half point favorite for Iowa and the overrunner's 42 and a half. That's kind of funny. <laughs> like what? What's gonna happen? That's kind of funny. This is probably, I mean, based on what we've ever known from Iowa and what we've seen, this has got to be an easy Western Michigan cover, right? I'm legit taking Western <laughs> Michigan to cover that. Like, well, there's no way that actually happens, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I want to be tuned in, man. I'm going to be tuned in. What time? Three thirty on start? the Big Ten Network. You got the Big Damn Ten it. Network? No, three thirty. I got to put Georgia. South Carolina on the main screen. I can't have no grid going for our game, man. <laughs> but I will, I will be tuned in. Oh man! All right, so you got you got we well, got Western Michigan covering covering hell yeah, uh, or taking whatever the points. How many points is Iowa going to score? Oh shit! Uh, twenty four. <laughs> so they've, they've already scored twenty four, haven't they? This year they have. Yeah, Clint, what yep. you got? I wrote three little quick notes on Iowa. Let me read them to you real quick about oh, this game. Man. I love first, this story, Tom. How in God's name is this a spread? That was my first note. As soon as I saw it. That's it. <laughs> second, second line. Iowa hasn't scored more than 24 points all year, let alone win by 28 and a half. Okay. <laughs> Third, Iowa allows more yards on defense than they gain on offense. So I, tell me... <laughs> Please, please paint the picture for me because I am lost. I have oh. no idea. Oh. Iowa should not be ranked 25th in the nation. They're not good. This whole, it's comical with this whole, you know, having to average 25 points a game. And then the spread comes out as 28 and a half. Western Michigan uh, averages over 400 yards on offense. What is, I don't understand anything. I, again, I'm just a dumb fan who is just trying to struggle through another year being you know, watching South Carolina play football. But seeing that, I was like, this makes no sense. Of course, <laughs> I'm taking Western Michigan and the points. It, yeah, this is ridiculous. Oh, God, that was one of the greatest segments I've ever heard. All right, so <laughs> I agree with you on that one as well. How many points is Iowa going to score? Dude, I don't even think they make 28. 
I'll, I'll say it's under under 28. But it's over 25. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't think it's over 25, honestly. I they think they're going to be at, I think they're going to be at 24 and they're going to kick a field goal in the fourth quarter. And they'll and miss get, it. No, no. They're, they're going to hit it. They're going to get it's the going to it. It's so going to be a 31-yard field goal and they're going to get the 27 points. <laughs> so they're going to be up like 24 to 7 late in the game, whatever. No, Game's been no, over. Be like and they're going to celebrate be, and like rush the field because they went over 25 points with that last second field goal. There you go. It'll be 24-14, yeah. I think. <laughs> it ain't gonna be a twenty-eight point spread, that's for sure. Oh man, that's hilarious! All right, wow. All right, moving on to the last game we'll cover, and we'll get on out of here. Clemson playing Florida Atlantic University at eight o'clock. Twenty-four and a half point spread for the Tigers coming ha- coming off an almost upset after the first quarter versus Charleston Southern. Ended up winning like sixty-six to seventeen. Yep. Um, how do you like the 26th ranked Clemson Tigers in this one? <laughs> Somewhere to God, dude. Uh, eight o'clock game. Um, be a night game. First night game of the year. Um, well, at, at, at Carolina stadium or shit, Clemson stadium. Jesus. It's like, I'm the one that's up at 4 a.m. But, uh, no, <laughs> I did just have to look at the clock. Cause I'm like, what time is it? I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> Dude, I will put us in like a time loop or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back um, in the cornfields. Yeah, this is <laughs> we're gonna definitely try to correct our first quarter mistakes from last week and put up another sixty if we can. Um, this is one where that twenty four and a half. I was honestly surprised it was going to be like that. I, I really think Vegas and other, um, a lot of other media sites and media media outlets did not see the second half of that Clemson game last week. Um. We're still just as good as we have been in previous years. We just have had five quarters that were just not up to par. Um, and that comes with, you know, having a new offensive coordinator and having a, a newer quarterback, um, just n- several new pieces. So um, this this spread is, is, like I said, it was quite low for what I was thinking. And I'd hammer the over, under. Well, actually, I'm not sure. We may put it like 48 points, but our defense is probably going to shut them, come close to shutting them out. FAU, so I definitely got Clemson in this, covering that 25, or 20, 24 and a half. Brain is Yeah, I'm going to, it's going to be hard not to pick y'all's, look, I mean, the first quarter was horrendous last week, but you can say that, but you still won, dropped 66 points and won by however many, so yeah, yeah. Uh, give me Clemson and, and easy cover on that one. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. It just, I get it, it looked, that was ugly. Y'all figured it out, got it put together, scored a lot of points. You're going to do it again this week. So, yeah, give me Clemson. All right, guys. Well, something came to me when uh, I was talking about Graham Mertz and the offense. I forgot to mention another reason why I like Carolina's yeah. chances. Um, and I'm not going to go on a rant because we got to get out of here. But just remember, Georgia's offensive coordinator is Mike Bobo. And for that reason, we're going to beat the Georgia Bulldogs on Saturday. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that the whole week. Why? Why were? What were you saying about Graham Mertz? Why did you say Graham? For Mertz? some reason, while we were talking about that game, in my head, uh, I was thinking, I was like, the offense is different. They're not good. Offense, like, I was just. And oh, then for oh. some, in while we were talking okay. about that game, the Bobo thing came up, and like, I was oh. gonna just insert it in right then. I'm like, this isn't a good time. You melted Maybe my brain for a second there. You said Graham Mertz, and then you said against Carolina, and then you said Georgia, and I was like. I I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even no, understand. That's, that's how it happened in my brain. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, it, All right. It yeah. came in and I had to shut it out. I was like, no, get out of here, Bobo. I'm glad I'm caught up then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screw I do Bobo. Have, 
I do have a. I just want to say my picks for the the portion of the podcast I got cut out. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's on, yeah. It's yeah. on the record. Um, yeah. Michigan. Yeah, that's true because we can't have you flip flopping now. Yeah, I'm you already tried like, that once. We can't have it again. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna tell you my picks and be honest with you. Um, throughout this whole season, uh, I got Michigan covering. No, I'm sorry. Boston College, no Bowling Green. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Bowling Bowling Green is covering the forty and a half against Michigan. Don't right. laugh at me. Uh, Florida State is going to cover the twenty six and a half against Boston College. Um, I actually got mm-hmm. Wyoming covering uh, the twenty eight and a half against Texas. Me too, bro. Yeah, Clint they're, against they're us. We'll do decent little team and Texas coming off that high, man. That they may. Just slip up and let them cover twenty eight and a half points. Um, I have Western Western Kentucky covering the twenty nine and a half against Ohio State. That offense is always high flying and stuff, and Ohio State hasn't been yet. So, um, and then I got Penn State covering the fourteen and a half against Illinois. Smart pick, Drew Aller is a dog. All right. Well, uh, this is this is actually this is gonna be interesting because. We're all we're all close on the picks, obviously. Um, so we'll see who comes out on top next week. Um, yep. Should be good, man. This is finally kind of getting into some real solid conference play across the country. So I'm excited to see what's going on, man. Big game for us. So we'll see what goes on. Jacob, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, just best of luck to y'all, Carolina fans. I'll be certainly watching. That's twelve o'clock, right? Three thirty kickoff, for- baby. CBS mm-hmm. thirty. I guess. Okay, well, best of luck to you. This is the biggest game y'all got on the schedule, so go shock the world, man. Appreciate you, bud. That's yeah. Thanks, man. We we need help. Thanks for a little bit of a uh, little bit of support. We're gonna need it. A little bit goes a long way. Well, yeah. Clint, get some sleep, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, dude. It's early. It's early. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, as always, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You guys go on there and and rate our show that would help us out we're on instagram from the stands brand you can find all our links there um we, we got our clips going up on instagram and then on tiktok as well so follow us on there and uh catch you guys next week we'll recap all these weekends games so all right boys we'll catch you next time next time see you buds